This is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast for October 24th, 2016. Who gets nightmares about their work? Engineering teachers, apparently. I'm Pius Wong. Today's episode is all about teachers' dreams and nightmares. This last summer, I spoke with Melanie. She's an engineering teacher in Seattle and a past guest on this podcast, and she told me a little bit about her nightmares. That's not a metaphor. I'm talking about her literal nightmares and dreams that she got when she slept, and they were often about teaching. Uh, A lot of them are nightmares. Some of them are just dreams that are so ordinary. That's Melanie. So I think that also makes it funny is I have very ordinary and just living life except in my dream and I all go through an entire day of school. But some of them are really nightmares and that they're very stressful and it's the worst case scenario of teaching happening in my dreams. I had a first day of school nightmares two days after the last day of school. So I thought I had a break. I thought I was going on a summer. But two days after school ended, I had my first first day of school nightmare. And more of the same. I was just completely unprepared. I thought, you know, I I went to school on the first day and I thought I'd just do the same lessons as last year, except I lost all my plans. I lost all my copies. I couldn't remember what I did and and kids coming into my room. But it was just funny that I had that nightmare two days after being done with school. That's so weird. Yes. The first day of school wasn't for another two or two and a half months. So I, that was kind of a sad feeling for me when I woke up from that dream and I realized like, no, it's going to be on my mind for months. But there's one other one that was really funny to me in retrospect. It was really fast. This happened towards the end of this past year. It was mid-June. So just for context, school gets out on June 22nd in my old district. And this dream happened on June 15th. So I was about a week away from being done with school. Mm. And in my dream, I woke up and I found out that I had time traveled to May 12th. And my first reaction was that I was so excited because I woke up and it was a Saturday instead of a Wednesday. I was like, yes, it's a weekend. And then I realized what day it was and I realized I'd have to relive the last five (laughs) weeks of school. And I got sad so quickly. Oh my gosh. And that was it. And then you woke up. And then I woke up for real, yeah. And it seemed to her that she got these troubling dreams a lot. It was to the point that I was having them almost every night my first couple of years. Not only that, Melanie also discovered other engineering teachers also had these dreams, but weren't always talking about them. I was shocked, because I never heard about this before. I don't remember having nightmares about working as an engineer. So why would teachers have nightmares about their work? To be fair, they're not all nightmares. I was teaching about dinosaurs. I was teaching a project-based learning unit about dinosaurs. And what, is, what is a project-based unit on dinosaurs entail? Uh, so I'm not even sure. In my dream, I was talking to a lot of different teachers about project-based learning. Dang, and so were these teachers in your dream world giving you good advice? Yeah, I think that we're having really good discussions about PBL. And, <laughs> and I went through the entire planning, teaching, assessment, wow. and reflection process in this one dream. It was a really productive dream. I think I have had a nightmare about teaching music before, but it was unusual. That isn't going to be my everyday nightmare. So overall, there were a lot of dreams about her job teaching with a variety of content, but a lot of them were nightmares. 
What did Melanie want to know about these dreams? I just felt like this was something that teachers weren't really talking about. And I don't know whether I am more susceptible to things. Am I a more stressed person? Am I thinking too much about my job? Or am I going through problems that are unusual for teachers? I think that I would like to know is, like, is this giving me insight into problems that I'm going through? And is it something that I can start or we can start to catalog to understand what these problems are? So I set out to investigate these nightmares. First, do other engineering teachers really get these nightmares? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Some of them scare Yeah, me. I've actually um, had nightmares about my work. Um, it's Shit, I don't say I don't dream about it, but I do sometimes, <laughs> right before I'm waking up. That was I Joe, really... Adrian, and Audria, three engineering teachers with different backgrounds who all say they've had bad dreams about their teaching profession to some degree. For example, Joe from Houston talked about one of his most memorable ones. I used to teach a robotics class my first year uh, teaching engineering, and um I had already had an issue with a student who blew up a battery because they had it on fast charge and it just charged really fast. They forgot about it and it blew up. And so literally every night it would go. The last thing that would go through my head is, did you turn off all the battery charges? (laughs) Because the last thing you wanted was something to explode and no one's there. And so uh, I would have a nightmare or two where I would be going to work the next day, everything's happy, and there would just be a giant crater where the school used to be. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, some idiot left the robot batteries on. So you, sh- <laughs> you show up and something was destroyed and, and they're blaming you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and so it, it made me so paranoid that I would uh, make sure before I left every day that I would take a picture of the power strip that the uh, robot batteries were plugged in on to make sure that it was off. That actually so sounds I went like to bed, pretty smart. I could look at it. Yeah, yeah, I went to bed, so I would look at it. I, w- I would go to bed, you know, ease of mind. Adrian in Los Angeles described another type of strong nightmare. A lot of what is stressed your first year of teaching is just getting simple entrance procedures down so students can understand directions and instructions. So in this nightmare, I am in the middle of my entrance and I've let all my kids come into the classroom and so I'm signaling for attention voices off in three seconds three two one and kids are laughing at me and I mean some are just out of their seats they're blatantly walking around Um, some have grabbed computers from our computer cart and I I echo again and I raise my voice in this dream and I say Guys, voices off. Three, two, one. Nothing. Everybody in the classroom is laughing and having, basically ignoring all the directions I am giving. And as as an instructor, I, I guess I couldn't move at the time, so the nightmare felt even more um, limiting. I, I was kind of just stuck standing in place. It was kind of like my body was a little stuck as well, so I couldn't move. So I was stuck simply using my voice, but nobody was paying attention to it. <laughs> it, it really freaked me out because I, I, I guess you could say I'm a little um, obsessive about that sort of thing. So 
to give the instructions, I need all their eyes on me, voices off, because I don't want to have to re-explain instructions. And since I'm so obsessive about that, that dream was literally causing me sweats. I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, like that that really wasn't happening. How how was that? Like, oh, I, I thought I was in a classroom. I guess that was the the more nightmarish part of it is that I could see that happening if I didn't have that sort of structure. Then there's the last engineering teacher I mentioned, Audria from Austin. Relative to the other teachers, Audria has the most teaching experience at about 15 years. She said that she didn't really get a lot of teacher nightmares, but after she thought about it a bit, details came back to her. And it's usually before school starts, and it's usually stuff like, schools are going to start and there's a foot of water in my room. Like hardcore, crazy infrastructure problems that are going to keep me from being able to teach. But I think I posted a Facebook about okay. this dream I had, like in the summer, and it was way before school had started. Because normally that's like a, you know, school's going to start, and I start having these visions of, you know, like, you're going to switch rooms, you know, and you're trying to teach, and like some ter- some infrastructure problem happened, and there's no electricity, but teach your class, you know. And so nothing like that has ever happened to me. Yeah. But I'll have those, those teacher-type dreams. And when I posted yeah. that on Facebook... All my friends and family who are former teachers started sharing, I still have that dream, or for some people it's grading. A lot of people were like, I have the dream of like grades are due and I haven't graded any for the, anything for the whole semester. I said, I guess I don't worry about grades. Mine is never <laughs> about grading. Mine is always like physical impediments to teaching my class. Things you know? on fire and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, like I come to school and they're like, you're going to be in a new room today. And I'm like, what? You know, how can I teach my class? You know, stuff like that. So far, Melanie, Joe, Adrian, and Audria described a variety of nightmare topics. Altogether, their stories suggest that maybe they got these nightmares either when they were less experienced or when they were more anxious about their jobs in real life. But even Audria, a very experienced teacher, can still get them sometimes. So why did they think they got these nightmares? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, everyone kind of has like that fear um, of, of wanting to perform well and create a really good environment. But everyone also, you know, in, in education, you always have these, you know, scary things like, oh, if you do this wrong, you know, they're going to come get you, you know, the education agency is going to get you. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, there are some fears, especially like with testing, you know, different types of testing, like, you know, yeah. your standardized test. Um, you know, oh, that's okay. I was thinking engineering testing, like with, oh, no, 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 breaking. no, no, just, just like standardized you stuff. You mean paper tests, that actually gives you nightmares. Yeah, yeah, because you never want to have, uh, you know, a student. if a student cheats or something like that, then you're the one who's held responsible. I think my dreams in general are trying to ingrain, you know, the day's memories. And when I have these nightmares, I think it's that I'm still trying to improve in that aspect. I think most people have that student dream of... Uh, my math final is tomorrow and I haven't been to class all semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the teacher version of that. So I don't get the student version anymore. I don't get the, I never wrote that. I haven't been going to English class and now whatever. I don't get that. I get the, the teacher version. You've graduated. You know? Yeah, I graduated the teacher version of that. Rehearsing the worst case scenario. Fear of performance. Manifestation of real life worries. The teacher version of classic student nightmares. These all sound like reasonable theories, 
To pinpoint a better answer, I wanted to find out if non-engineering teachers get these nightmares too, and if they did, find out if they got them for similar reasons. Have you ever dreamt about your work in all that time? <laughs> yes, many, 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 many times it's a given. That's Rachel, our past podcast guest, who's taught a variety of subjects from elementary music to high school physics mostly. Some of the dreams I had were horrifying. There were dreams of um, being pulled into the superintendent's office and instantly fired because I was doing instructional damage, because a student didn't like the uh, the method that I was using to teach. There were dreams of parents <laughs> doing drive-bys on my house because what? they didn't... Oh, yeah. Not like with a gun or something? No, with a gun. What the... This is a dream. That's not the reality. Let's, oh let's be clear about that. But you knew that they were parents doing the drive-by? <laughs> oh, yes. They were very clear. <laughs> Um, there were lots of dreams about um, losing colleagues for illnesses or broken bones. Um, I never dreamed about colleagues dying, uh, but I know that friends of mine have, that they would wake up in a sweat thinking that one of us had died, and then they would come to school the next day and just be so effusive, and you would ask them, gosh, you're, you're kind of lovey today. Is everything Okay. And they would say, oh, my God, I had the worst nightmare last night. You died, and so-and-so died, and so-and-so died, and it was terrible, and we had to hide in the library. These are typical dreams for educators. The nightmares she had as a teacher also ran the gamut of topics. The content might not have sounded exactly like the nightmares of our engineering teachers, but the emotions in the dreams certainly sounded similar. Other non-engineering teachers I spoke to confirmed it. Elementary school or high school, theater or engineering, I'd ask about teacher dreams and nightmares, and one flippantly told me immediately, oh yeah, of course I know what those are. The specific content of the nightmares varied, but the connection to fears, anxieties, and stresses were consistent. All these stories are nice. But the engineer in me wants data. How common is all this really? Unfortunately, it's hard to find published research on teachers' nightmares with all the numbers and graphs that I'd want. But there is at least a good body of research on the nightmares of people in general, not specific to teachers. When you look at the psychological research, the first thing to note is that you have to be a stickler for definitions. A lot of researchers distinguish nightmares from bad dreams, saying bad dreams are disturbing but don't wake you up in the middle, while nightmares are so disturbing that they do wake you up. <gasps> One study that focused on nightmares defined this way was published in 2010 in the European Archives of Psychiatry and Clinical Neuroscience. Dr. Michael Schriedel of the Central Institute of Mental Health in Mannheim, Germany, ran the study on over 2,000 people from 14 to 92 years of age. He looked at how often they said they had nightmares, the kind that wake you up, and he found that a big majority, 80% of the sample, never or very rarely had these nightmares. Only a tiny 2.4% of the sample said that they did have these nightmares once a week or more often. Even a nightmare 
once a month was uncommon at about 4.3% of the 2,000 people. So to any teachers that are having a freaky nightmare that wakes you up every week, I hate to say it, but it sounds like you're pretty rare compared to the general population. In another interesting study from 2014 in the research journal Sleep, Dr. Genevieve Robert and Dr. Antonio Zadra of the University of Montreal looked at the bad dreams and nightmares of 331 adults from the general population, and they wanted to know what usually happens in people's negative dreams. What are the themes and emotions? They found that the most common themes were physical aggression and interpersonal conflicts between two people. How could you? Now, that's notable, because that seems to differ from the most common nightmares of the engineering teachers I spoke to. Remember how they mostly told me about failing to control their classroom, or everything flooding or catching fire? According to Robert and Zadra's study, failure or helplessness was the third most common theme of negative dreams in the general population while accidents and physical disasters like your classroom catching on fire or flooding, those were the eighth and ninth most common themes. In other words, the engineering teachers I spoke to seemed to have slightly more unusual content in their nightmares compared to people in general. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it's certainly interesting. That said, without hard data on teachers' dreams specifically, I can only assume that teachers as a group have the full, horrible rainbow of nightmare themes and emotions, based on what teachers told me. I contacted Dr. Antonio Zadra and Dr. Michael Schriedel for their opinions. Neither were surprised about teachers having nightmares about teaching, since other professions have nightmares about their own work, too. Dr. Schriedel introduced me to the continuity hypothesis of dreaming, which says that we dream about things related to our real lives. Well, that certainly seems to be the case for our teachers to some extent. Fear and stress in the classroom could translate to fear and stress in a dream. I did find a single brief article on teachers' nightmares from 2012 in the magazine Educational Horizons. That's a professional magazine for early career teachers. The article was written by Roxana Eldon, an English teacher from Miami, and it was subtitled Your Unscientific Guide to Interpreting Teacher Nightmares. In it, she talks about several teacher nightmare scenarios, like you show up for work in a bathrobe or your subject or grade level has been changed at the last minute. Some of the scenarios she wrote about sounded like the nightmares teachers told me about, and like a good English teacher might do, she dissects the symbolism of what these nightmare scenarios might mean. But what motivated her to write about this phenomenon in 2012, if there's not a lot of specific research on it? I knew this was an issue because in 11 years of teaching, I had all of these dreams. Okay. I should I should start with that. Yeah. I mean, I've had all of these dreams multiple times. That's Roxana over Skype. Um, the reason that I've talked so much about this topic is because I've interviewed hundreds of teachers from around the country for my book, which is called See Me After Class, Advice for Teachers by Teachers. Mm -hmm. And I also run a few email series to help teachers through different parts of the year. So I have 
way more conversations about the teaching experience than the average person. Mm -hmm. As I would talk to teachers, you know, you just have these conversations about the teaching experience. It was not a subject that I interviewed teachers about, but there's certain things that come up when you have many of the same type of conversation. So in talking to so many teachers to write her book, she confirmed anecdotally that she was definitely not alone having these nightmares. Why did she think teachers got these nightmares? They always link back to a fear of being unprepared. So, I mean, that's just, it's not necessarily that the teachers are unprepared. It's more that that's their worst case scenario. And one thing that a lot of psychologists who study dreams seem to agree on is nightmares are your brain's way of preparing you for your worst case scenario. That sounded like what Melanie thought in the beginning too, remember? Some of them are really nightmares and that they're very stressful and it's the worst case scenario of teaching happening in my dreams. So I thought it was pretty interesting that your engineering teachers, they have the engineering twist on the worst case scenario, right? They, you know, most of us don't deal with batteries. I'm an English teacher, right? I don't deal with anything where I have to rewire electricity. But if you do, then yeah, you're going to have a dream where the kids burn down the school or throw the robots on the floor. In fact, Roxana partly formed this view based on her own informal investigations. As one resource, she recommended the 2011 PBS documentary, What Are Dreams?, which talked to leading dream scientists. Dr. Antonio Zadra from Montreal is actually in it. And another scientist in that documentary, Dr. Antti Rivonzo from Finland, suggested that, quote, Bad dreams and nightmares are a good thing. They force us to be prepared for similar events in the waking world. If that's true then why don't some workers, like engineers, seem to have these nightmares? It seems like they don't have that performance aspect that teaching right. has. I, I guess you would have to think about what is the biggest nightmare that, I mean, I guess the biggest fear that engineers have. Maybe something like working on a project for 10 years and then having someone get a patent on it right before you are able to bring it to market, right? <laughs> is that something that, that you would have? Like, so maybe in the nightmare, it's like your, you know, twin brother that you've always competed with, and he did that. These are like great stories, but I, I haven't heard it. <laughs> Just, I, I, I'm, I'm dying for you to ask some other engineers if I, they've I'm had I'm so curious about it. Dreams. More recently, I mentioned the teacher dream to somebody who wasn't a teacher, and when I described what they were, they said, oh, you mean the high school student dream? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they, mm -hmm. they just told me like every year before school started as a student, they worried about showing up in their underwear. They mm -hmm. worried about getting lost on the way to school. So, I mean, I think there, there's just that kind of fear of exposure that isn't just unique to teachers. There's that word again, fear, fear of performance fear of exposure. We can speculate that some teachers just have more stresses, anxieties, and fears in their real jobs, and their brains are trying to prepare for it while they sleep. The next question then is, when are these fears and anxieties too much for teachers, and what can they do about it? I tried to find people with practical experience helping others cope with stress, anxieties, and fears. 
I'm recording outside, so if you hear crickets, if listeners hear crickets, uh, it's because of that. And that's appropriate because this is the Halloween episode, so we might as well be speaking in the dark. Yeah. Uh, first of all, can you introduce yourself and what you do? Yes, I'm Mary Henderson, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I see clients with a variety of different um, issues and situations. My friend Mary happens to be a therapist who treats patients with anxiety from time to time, and she used to be a teacher many years ago, so I asked her what she thought about all of this. She explained that different therapists work from many different approaches, but for her... When someone's having, uh, has a troubling dream or even repetitive dreams, what seems to resonate the most is I'll ask them what was their feeling in the dream? What was the core feeling they were having? For some it might be anxiety, terror, worry, and we'll then explore where in their life are they feeling that. Because what I find is in dreams, what's often the most true is the feeling they're having. They have that in their real life. And in the dream, they are attaching various random situations or people, but the thing that is playing out is that core emotion that's from their life. So since we know that the particular content of teachers' bad dreams and nightmares vary a lot, maybe it makes sense that a therapist wouldn't focus on that as much. Instead, the emotion may be easier to think about and discuss. When should a teacher even be concerned about these dreams in the first place? And what can they do about them? One of the general rules of thumb for getting some kind of help is if it is impairing our overall life in some way or our relationships. And so I'm thinking if the dreams and the emotional core of those are really impairing a person in their their daily life and in their or relationships, that would be their signal to go get some um you know, counseling help, maybe a support group. It sounds like it'd be great to have a support group for teachers where they could Other just talk about stuff. things, yeah. Okay. Um, if they go to a church or a synagogue, I mean, they could talk to their, you know, leadership, someone in that kind of a guiding role. So I'm not saying they always have to go to counseling. Sometimes finances don't allow that, but there may be already someone in their sphere that's a kind of a thought leader that they can go to. Hmm. And a lot of times, too, what we need really is just supportive people in our lives that are safe, that we can just talk to. And I would also just in general advise them to... Um, proactively seek and develop those kind of relationships because when we have those often our anxiety and our emotional um, reactivity just goes down for more insights i also spoke with another counselor who specializes in anxiety so i'm dr jana greason and i uh, work at the anxiety treatment center of austin i'm a postdoctoral fellow here she also used to be an elementary school teacher, so she empathized with the subject. 
Dr. Greeson talked about the transactional model of teacher stress. And the idea is that our stress is based on if we feel like we have the resources to meet the demands of us. So when thinking about teachers, do teachers feel like they have the classroom and school resources to meet the many demands made of them? Unfortunately, I think a lot of times there's more demands for teachers than, than resources. And so um, dreams about school make a lot of sense in the just considering that there's going to often be a high level of stress for teachers. Like my therapist friend Mary, Dr. Greeson saw a logical connection between real-life stress and the negative dreams. Dreams, there's sort of the stress dreams I mentioned, and then there are what start to feel more like nightmares. Um, and when I think of nightmare in my, in my clinical work, when I hear clients talking about nightmares, that's usually more related to like trauma of some sort. For instance, like a violent act in a school. Um, and if those start to come up in dreams, it's often a sign that the trauma needs to be sort of processed and, and get some support around the trauma. That's a little more of a rare case. Um, the other thing I'm thinking is if um, someone is starting to notice that those dreams are happening more nights than not, um, they're kind of recurring, it's probably a sign that their stress level needs some attention. Um, mm -hmm. And it's easier for me to say that <laughs> than it is to be in the situation and do something about it. So I'll acknowledge that. But yeah, it's usually um, an important time. It's like our body and our mind gives us information and signals. And I think dreams are one way our mind lets us know I'm stressed and I need some sort of a break here. So what does she recommend teachers do to deal with the stress? So I worked in uh, rural Arkansas and Mississippi when I taught, and a lot of my students were behind grade level, and I had a lot of pressure to help them meet grade level standards and, and basically do well on the exams that they took. And I noticed feeling really, really stressed. And to be totally honest, I actually had a panic attack and didn't even know what it was at the time because I'd never had one before. Um, that was a sign to me, just like a recurring dreams or nightmares might be, that I was having a lot of stress that I wasn't, um, I wasn't like letting go of in, in, in any way. So some of the things I did is I forced myself one day during the weekend to take the whole day off from work like not do a single thing related to work. And it's kind of sad that I can't say I took both days, <laughs> but I'll, I'm being totally honest it's here. It's a teacher job, I to have to get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I said I'm taking all of Saturday and I'm not going to do anything related to work. And that really was a helpful boundary. Then Dr. Greeson gave out a list of tips that everyone probably already knows, but has to be reminded of. Eat regularly, drink water, exercise. And if anything gets to be too much or your nightmares are affecting your life, don't be afraid to reach out to someone. She also had a tip for an online resource, teacherpop.org, a website and blog for teacher mental health. After all this, I now had to speak to Melanie, our original teacher. It was now a few months later in October, and I had to report what I could. First, I told Melanie that, compared to other teachers, she wasn't that unusual in getting nightmares. 
I am glad to hear that. I'm also not too surprised. I imagine that other people were feeling stressed from their job and having and having these dreams or nightmares about their job as well. So I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm really glad that you had a dialogue about it. Then I told her about the research I found and that compared to the general population or compared to non-teachers, she sounded like she was getting an unusually frequent number of nightmares, especially in her first years of teaching. And that's really interesting about um, what most people have bad dreams about, about the frequency of bad dreams. And I actually want to report back. So this year I switched over to a schedule that's a lot more healthy for me. So I'm working part-time and at a school that I really enjoy. And I'm not having as many teacher dreams at all as I used to. Like I'm, I'm probably hitting the once a week, you know, the ordinary uh, person benchmark for nightmares now. Uh, it's gotten so much better for me. So I imagine that I was a lot more stressed last year. I was having much more frequent dreams. And I agree with, with yeah, failure and helplessness as being a common theme in those dreams. So there you go. Maybe less stress really means fewer nightmares, in Melanie's case. Finally, I told her all the suggestions I heard for dealing with stress and anxiety as a teacher, if that's what's causing your nightmares and bad dreams. Take care of yourself, enjoy your time, get social support, like Dr. Greeson and my friend Mary both said. Maintain your sense of humor, like Roxana recommends in her book and email support series. And like Joe, take photos of your equipment that you unplugged so you're not thinking about it at night. Sounds good. Yeah, and it makes me think that I really need to go reach out to some of the new teachers in my school now. <laughs> I think that's a good conclusion, if nothing else. Help out your new teachers where you can, and that will prevent nightmares all around. Thank you to all the teachers, researchers, and clinicians who communicated with me for this show. If you'd like to find the specific resources mentioned in this podcast, like the research articles, Roxana Eldon's book, the PBS documentary she mentioned, and others, just check out the show notes. You can also email or tweet me a message. Find out all that contact information from the website k12engineering.net. There, you'll find links to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform like iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you're on Reddit, you can also post thoughts in the subreddit, slash engineering education. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of any schools, companies, or other groups with which we might be connected. Our opening music comes from School Zone by The Honorable Sleaze. Our closing music is from Late for School by Bleep Tour. Both are used under Creative Commons attribution licenses. Thank you all for listening and sharing the show, and look out for more soon.